you know, how, how could we possibly be on Mars? And nobody would believe me if I said I'm invited to go to Mars. And there's serious technologies, and the people that are behind recruiting me have incredible technologies and, um, and, and a serious mission to get there. As a six-year-old, I first teleported with my late father, Raymond F. Bishago, who was one of the project principals. And beginning in the uh, very beginning of 19, uh, the summer there of 1981, Courtney Hunt was asking me a question I really didn't want to be asked. And that question was, so tell me, do you want to go to Mars? All right, guys, welcome to the Media Hijack Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Walters. And joining me is Chris, unholy chief. Yes, What's up, universe? We are back. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Media Hijacked, episode number 53. Yeah. So today's main topic, we're going to be talking about Project Pegasus, secret government time traveling project program. Oh, yeah. The same project and program. Project and program. Same word, right? Yeah, same thing. But yeah, we're going to be talking about time traveling again. But this time, I have a whole bunch of more, like, crazy-ass information to yeah, where yeah. I'm, like, on board 100%. I believe uh, it 100% now. There's a lot of legit shit to it. It's a whole lot. It's, it's so compelling. Like, the information that this guy has, his name is Andrew Bisago. Bisago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of shit. Mars, all types of shit. And... Traveling Mars, teleportation. All right, guys. So, before we get started, if you guys want to buy some T-shirts... Head over to TheMediaHijack.com, grab your t-shirt. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe if you have an iPhone. You got iTunes. Scroll down, hit the five stars, and leave a comment. Yeah, show some love, please. Leave a comment. I want like seven comments by tomorrow. Oh, yeah, don't be shy. Leave one. Just put a happy face. Oh, yeah. Also, like we don't ever say this like um, like on the show, but if you guys want to catch us live... Twitch, Tuesday. Yes. I, I left a link down there. Okay. Every Tuesday, guys. <clears throat> Every Just Tuesday. Just for the listeners that want to come visit. Yeah. Want to visit, say what's up or whatever. Because I always get people asking me, hey, what time do you guys start the show? What day do you guys do the show? I'm like, we go live Tuesday. And I and I admit, I don't say it enough to on social media. I'm usually just like, hey, listen to us. The end. So, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. 6 p.m. We're here. Join us. Also. Doge to the moon. What's going on, Dogecoin? That shit hit an all-time high of 60 cents. I fucking went crazy. Oh, shit. When did this happen? This morning. Damn, you woke up happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at work. I was like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) My phone got heavy because, you know, that Dogecoin. (laughs) (laughs) Those bags, man. Wait, (laughs) man. Did you get any Doge? No, I have not yet. I got a surprise for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There you go. What? And now you have a Dogecoin. Thanks, man. Oh, show the camera. Oh, yeah, let's get it up in there. Look at that. Uh, you can barely see it, but it's a Dogecoin it. sticker. It's a Dogecoin sticker. Hell yeah. That's your first Dogecoin. So hopefully you invest now. I have to jump on the train train. I'm going to be in the last cart, but I'll be on the train now. It's, it's still early. Be sitting, be early. I'm sitting back there with the cargo. <laughs> but yeah. Hell yeah, this is dope, man. It's wild, man. It's very wild. To we the, live in weird times. I tell you that right now. Yes, it is. And now even podcast shows who that I listen to like religiously, they've 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 always been in cryptocurrency, but have been scared. But this Dogecoin thing, they're on, now they're like, it's time, man. Like it's time for us to like stop being scared. <laughs> let's, let's make this leap. Like we got to like because these two guys I listen to, they have like their own show now on Showtime. So they're like, look, this is our time now. We. 
Let's go, man. We got let's, the money. Let's buy some. We, we can do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people that shit on it before, like not just Dogecoin, but crypto period, like mm-hmm. Bitcoin, they're they're all on it like 100% now. Yeah, now, first, now it was a joke. Yeah, now they're forced to have their company switch over to like, to allow their uh, their their customers to be able to purchase Bitcoin like through their bank and shit. Yeah, this is like a real people's movement. The people that invest in this altered timeline shit. I think I think the people are starting to understand how the the man, as in the government, runs shit. And now the people are like, you know, fuck it, we'll do our own shit. Yeah, they need us more than they need. They need us more than we need them. And here you go. It's, it's looking like that. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't want to. Join, they're gonna end up losing. Fuck yeah, because there's more us than them. We got the numbers, baby. All right, let's get start started on this project Pegasus. Let's get it. All right, so Andrew Basago, um, he's a uh, he's known to be a town traveling pioneer, and was once a participant in the 1970s project Pegasus. It's like a secret government program back in the fucking 70s when he was a child. They were using a whole bunch of kids for this time traveling project mm-hmm. reason why they were using kids because kids they they just work better you yeah, know I was they're, they're able to like remember shit like way better than what adults can when the adults were traveling mm-hmm. so the kids were like a, a better choice for them to use for time travel um i remember i remember thinking before i was like well why would they use kids like they don't make any sense when they use adults like maybe some more ex- people that's experienced in the field but then when i really thought about it if they were sending an adult through all these experiments, through time and all that, whatever that person might lose their damn mind or something like that, because they're already conditioned enough. They've been around for so long that they're conditioned enough to believe in the reality that we already exist in, right? So yeah. if you have a kid, they're a little bit more, you know, you can shape and mold them a little bit more better than... They're more open. Yeah, to accepting, like, a lot of shit they're going to see. Like, if I went to Getty Burger's dress, which we'll talk about, I, for one, would be like, what the fuck? But send a kid back there, they're going to be like, what's Getty's Burger? It's cool. <laughs> All these people in old school clothing and shit. It smells here. It smells in Gettysburg. Like real peso says. Uh, Jay Z time travels. Yeah, yeah. I seen like a a, a picture of Jay Z like as like back then as a time traveler. Jay like in the thirties or forties. I, I think. think yeah. I think he he might have did that shit for real. Yeah, That's how he's a billionaire. <laughs> Even like like yeah, all the rich people probably doing that shit because like they 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 came up with time travel since like the nineteen forties. They've been doing this shit for a long time. But then they officially started doing it like 50s, 60s. This is like when time travel is a real deal. They're actually sending people back in time and shit. Mm -hmm. As far as fucking dinosaur towns. Is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, according to the dude story. Hey. They sent him. (laughs) They said they sent him back like a million BC. Yes. it, It do sound wild. Like just speaking like this about like, oh, yeah, they sent him a million BC. Okay, that's easy. Like, uh, you you won't believe. Yeah. Yeah. This man, because. Society as a whole has probably made it just so with television. I was made it so far out there. Like this can't really happen. It's just entertainment. But. Yeah, because we do see it all on like TV and shit, mm-hmm. on movies. So when we hear about it, you're like, oh come on, get the fuck out of here, man. Come, come on, man. Was it Star Trek? Get okay, out of here. Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, one of the reasons why this guy's story is so like compelling, he has so much like uh, like legit information to back it up. Like mm-hmm. not just like a. Um, you know, shit that he, he found, like, in a fucking office building or whatever. He Like, the information he got was from, like, a lot from his father's research and mm-hmm. from people that was working, like, in the U.S. military, like, all the credentials of all the people that worked under that project. Okay. Because his father was a, a CIA guy, and he was the, the one of the main principal guys that was 
doing the time traveling project. Mm-hmm. So he was the main guy. Him and like another dude, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. But his father was like deep in that shit. It's all written down all officially. Like his father, CIA, and everything. So it's, it's not it's not just making all this bullshit up. Nah, they they were diligent people and they was in the positions they were in. So yeah, so he like he he did the project from like from 1962 to 1972, mm-hmm. and then I think that's when they they cut him out of the project. Yeah, but, but he 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 was like a child, like third grade, where they're sending him to like the fucking um. The Gettysburg Address mm. with Lincoln. He he saw the assassination. Yeah, he, yeah, so, he was at Ford's Theater and saw the assassination of President Lincoln there. Uh, what else was he at too? Yeah, it's like he's like yes, it was. Uh, it says as one of the time traveling children, Masago claims to have traveled to Ford's Theater on the night of the president's assassin, uh, President Abraham Lincoln's assassination five or six times. So he had to go there like five or six times and go through it over and over again. And was captured in a photograph of Gettysburg in uh, 1863. Uh, Bisago uh, also, also says he experienced eight different time travel technologies throughout the course of the project, but most instances involved a teleporter based on, te- uh, on technological technical papers uh, supposedly found in pioneering mechanical engineering. Basically, a lot of stuff they found based off of like Nikola Tesla's work, they was using a lot of that, his experiments to send him a lot through Gettysburg and all that other shit, so... Yeah, so like in the comment, real peso was like he didn't give uh, Abe Lincoln like the heads up like before he got shot. Good well, he question. said he said like um, every time they 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 traveled like back in town, like they couldn't change what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it was always gonna happen like that. So like um, he he saw like Lincoln get assassinated like by the same person mm-hmm. like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they were sending him back in town so many times to that one uh, location where Lincoln got assassinated. They were testing the theory of the multiverse. Okay, if it's something like changes, if, if something or, uh, was changed different. They want they want him to write it down. Like, okay. hey, did anything change? And he was like, well, it was like slight, subtle changes, but it wasn't nothing major. Mm-hmm. Like the girl would be like here instead of there, mm-hmm. like little changes like that. But uh, the weird thing is like, once you ta- like once you travel like back in town to that time, mm-hmm. you're there. Like your 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 body is already there. Yeah. So like, what happened when he kept on going there like five six times? Mm-hmm. He was seeing himself Self, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he saw himself on the left side, then he saw himself on the right side. He was like, holy shit. I have to avoid myself. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was wild. He even saw his dad like on a mission like out there when he was doing the Gettysburg shit. And he can't talk to him. He's got to be right. like, there's my daddy. He was like, hey, hey, dad, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm not your father. Because they, they were trained to play like their role. Oh, so they play a part. About right. Because the, okay. like, the kids that they sent back in time. These are not just any kids. These are like smart kids. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think they call them uh, indigo children. I think. Not that I know of. Not these kids. Okay, I, I might have to be thinking about some other kids involved in the project. Then there's talking about like some kids. Yeah, but it's some not other the indigo okay. kids. It's like, okay, it's like regular kids, but they're like more smarter <clears throat> than the average kid. Okay, that's why they're able to use them in the projects where they can, you know, comprehend the shit that they're going through because they're doing a lot of scientific shit that doesn't make no sense. Mm. You know, but you gotta get a smart kid for it. And they'll they'll tell the kids like okay if you guys were ever stuck like in time, find like the the most responsible adult and just say like you're lost and they'll they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. I was like yeah. damn so I bet how how many kids like they get lost and then they end up being adopted by family but you have no idea they're time traveling <laughs> for real. Hey, there's stories like that. It's like man, I found that kid in the trash. No, oh, but he actually found the kid inside the road, <laughs> and, and he ain't from here. He, he ain't from this time. 
Because, you know, you talk to some people, it's like, man, you're, you're like, far ahead of your time. Mm. It's like, you're a good time traveler. Or maybe they talk in a certain ways, like, like, what if it's, like, some homeless people out there that be talking crazy? Like, man, they're fucking nuts. But they're like, yo, like, you got to believe me, man. Like, I'm not from here. <laughs> but If one of them say they're time travel, I'm like, get over here. <laughs> we we got to talk. Let's talk about How about you? Because uh, that's, that's not normal, you know? Tenendo was good. What's up, Tenendo? was good, man? Real Peso says, I got some shit that will blow your mind after the show. Cool, run it. Elon Musk theory, we're living in simulation like a matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been up that road a lot on this show. Oh, Real Peso, I saw you said before in the comments, you said, uh, like, 12 Monkeys. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. Shit's fucking amazing. It's like with Bruce Willis and, like, uh, what is it, Brad Pitt. But he's like a time traveler. He's been in, like... I think like the Civil War or World War One, I, I can't remember, but um hell of a movie though. But it's on Netflix. Yeah, but Twelve Monkeys is about like a, a virus that's gonna break out and almost wipe out humanity, so he has to go back in time to prevent it. If I oh. remember the story correctly. But yeah, it's a good movie, man. It's a good watch. I'll watch it. I gotta write it down though. Yeah, Twelve Monkeys. All right, so uh, this episode we're gonna do it kind of different because I got like a whole bunch of clips of uh Andrew Bisago. Talk, like explaining his story because I, I can't really explain like how he does and if I do it you guys won't believe me so I want you guys to hear it from his mouth Yeah. so we'll get started right now uh, Project Pegasus was a classified okay so right now he's talking about the Project Pegasus he's explaining like the whole project and what exactly what it is and everything defense related research and development program as you mentioned undertaken under the aegis of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency or DARPA which in those days initially was known as, as simply as ARPA. And it, its function was to develop different forms of quantum access uh, so as to be able to provide the president, the U.S. intelligence community, and the military data about past and future events. Um, it was administered by Dr. Harold Agnew of the Los Alamos National Labs. Okay, so um, Project Pegasus, they were doing it in a lab. They actually had a room where they were doing these time traveling uh, fun times. Like they, they call it like the jump room mm-hmm. where they, they, well, first they weren't time traveling. First they were doing teleportation. Like they were sending him from like New Mexico to like across the United States in like a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying like in the summer of like 71, like at the, at the, be- the beginning of the summer, they, he, he, ta- he teleported to like one location, spent the whole summer teleported to another location but it was the same year that same summer so he had like two free summers and he actually like during his lifetime he spent four summers like in like two years four they call them four phantom summers damn so that was a long summer vacation hell yeah (laughs) two years long yeah like what year is it oh 71 again shit yeah it was wild but uh, this guy is not just like uh, any ordinary guy. Like he's not no crazy guy that makes up shit. Like he actually has a normal job. Like he's a lawyer yeah, at, at Washington. He has a normal job and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he just wants to tell everybody like his experience, his story, because he believes that we, the people, we need to know about this technology. It's, they, they can't just be hiding it from us because it's something like it's, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's fucking huge, man. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you explain. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to play his credentials. Well, you know, I've spent, um, I am a Cambridge-educated lawyer. Um, yeah, you are. And uh, I hold five degrees. I'm a past member of Mensa. Okay. I'm a practicing lawyer. Okay. Actually, I have, a, I have a busy solo practice. And I think what might distinguish my story among other non-ordinary stories is I've spent now 12 years, not, not really 10, 
But now 12 years going back and really assiduously investigating what happened. I mean, I've gone on three major fact-finding trips to New Mexico. I've spoken to project participants. Uh, I received what we would call in the law admissions uh, against interest, uh, that is to say tacit admissions, if you will, by different things that were said to me by some of the project principals who I contacted. So this is a, is a paranormal case that may be distinguished by the fact that I've really done my homework and gone back in an attempt to validate what happened, to verify the facts so that I could share the story of Project Pegasus with others and prove the existence of the U.S. time-space program. Yeah, so he's trying to remember, like, everything that he went through. Yeah. So he's been spending, like, the last 10, 15 years, like, trying to, you know, get all the information back and explain, like, the whole story from the beginning. Because it's a crazy story. Yeah, because it's probably a lot of shit that, even though he was involved in this project, how much shit that, like, he only knows what he knows, but what more does he know outside of what he knows? Like, he's got to dig through Probably a whole, like, who's running this shit, like, who, you yeah. know, all that stuff. There's a lot of... He, he got all the names. It's like a web. Real Peso says uh, government ain't going to let him pop off like that. Well, he know. did He did talk about saying, like, because they asked him, like, hey, aren't you afraid you're going to get assassinated? He's like, well, like, he is afraid, but his, like, he wants to tell people the story, like, because he, he said that one, I think one of the shit that he has to do like they kept him alive because he's going to be the one in the future that's going to explain the whole project to the Mm. world like the whole story so they need him so they need him to he's going to be the guy that's telling the Pegasus story okay he's part of the storyline he's probably going to be the one that can explain it the best so fuck he explains it the best keep him around like yeah I also wanted to wonder too why would they keep him alive and I kind of figured that hey if they bump him off then it's going to be like a lot of people might turn him into a martyr and it might give a lot of validity to his stories that he was saying. It's like, oh shit, maybe it was true because they took him out. So if you keep him alive and be like, you know what, people probably won't even believe him anyways, make him look crazy, you know. So that was another reason why I kind of felt like they kept him alive because they already got a lot of people conditioned to thinking this shit ain't real anyways with movies and stuff or, you know, like it's so far out there. So it was like... Yeah, but looking at like the reason for him to make up all this with like great detail... And not get sh- nothing out of it. Because mm-hmm. his real job is a lawyer. He doesn't make money telling these crazy stories mm-hmm. about when he was a kid. But uh, I'm going to play another one where he describes how uh, there was 140 kids that was in this project that they, they used. This project, okay. now when you were the first child, were there many involved eventually? Yes, in fact, there were 140 American school children um, involved in different aspects of time travel under uh, Project Pegasus. The reason that I distinguish that I was the first American child is that prior to our service, the United States government was consulting with Latin American governments to bring uh, disadvantaged children up from Latin America. And they were, in fact, involved in the, for example, the teleportation experiments before it was known whether it was safe for children to teleport. And they were testing... For one thing, they were testing the impact of teleportation on normal, healthy American children because one of the things they were anticipating is that teleportation would be used to transport uh, the president and other cabinet officials around the world in a time-urgent way, and presumably their children would travel with them. So they wanted to develop baseline data on the 
mental and physical effects of teleportation on ordinary American children, and, and I was one of them. I know I was the first because my late father, that is to say the first American child to teleport, because my late father, Raymond F. Bashago, um, was one of the project principals. He was essentially the point man between the Ralph M. Parsons Company and the CIA on the theory and practice of teleportation. Yeah, um, I read what Real Peso said. He yeah, said uh, in Latin America, he said that they don't even have running water, so it's called bullshit. But it's not about like <laughs> they're they're just getting children from Latin America because that's almost like the easiest place where you can get kids where you're not gonna get in trouble doing tests and shit like that. I, I think what is I think what Real Peso is thinking is like they're doing a project out there. But oh no, it's not. I think what they're doing is like they're taking poor Latin American kids that right. like nobody's gonna miss or care about, and they're taking them up there to run the experiments on at their location. Yeah. And these kids are like, you're never, they're probably never going to be found dead or alive because teleportation in its early stages was probably like completely obliterating them. And yeah, it the, was, who, who's going who's gonna to look after these poor kids if nobody was worrying about them back then? So right. that's why I was like, that's fucked up because governments are known to experiment on people that's disenfranchised and poor a lot to just see like, let's see the effects of this on people, but let's use our most poor and ones who nobody's going to fucking care about right? and run experiments, test on them and all that. So They'll just pay people for their kids. They're like, yeah, yeah. take them. Take them. Shit. Like, oh, cool. Hey, let's go back to America. We're going to do some time traveling shit. Yeah, let's go. Let's so go. you guys want to go to Mars? They're like, huh? Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> like, get in there. <laughs> Next thing you know, Red Planet. What the hell? I can't breathe. And this they're is like, our world. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for all shit, man, that's like uh, recently on like Captain America and oh no, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it was like testing like black uh, World War II soldiers with the Super Soldier Serum that mm-hmm. Captain America got. Like, hey, let's test them out on black folks first. And if you read the comic book story behind it, it was some black dudes like, hey, like I'm the strongest Captain America for strong, and all of a sudden they were like just exploding like fucking mashed chunks of like Damn. body parts. They were like. Okay, we might need to tweak the the serum a little bit more. So they were running tests on minorities first before. Like, what about the black guy? <laughs> he gone. <laughs> uh, uh, who? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, see, like it's like they're like, okay, could uh, we could test these on animals? They're like, no, let's get a human. Let's get a human. Yes, we got to get the ball rolling. <laughs> and this is like in the forties. Like, hey, come on, Russia's gonna come up with this shit before us. We got to do this time traveling shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play. A, oh, I'm gonna play one where he talks about his first uh, time traveling or a traveling experience with his his father when they're doing teleportation. Mm-hmm. So I first traveled with my dad um, through a Tesla energetic That's array cute. at the old Curtis Wright Aeronautical Company facility in Woodridge, New Jersey, uh, in um, the 1967-68 time frame, and and then later, beginning in the fall of 1969 a larger group of children were involved in similar activities. How did they control where you were going, whether it was back or forward? Well, in fact, uh, initially, uh, we were doing real-time transits, and they couldn't control where exactly we would arrive. So they were using Santa Fe, New Mexico, initially as the receiving area for the teleportation across country. So we were getting there like in two or three seconds. And they couldn't control where we would be put down in Santa Fe. So one of the tasks that I had in the specialized learning program that they ran us through was to actually memorize the site plan of Santa Fe, New Mexico, including all the street names. Because upon arriving via teleportation in Santa Fe, it was then our task to find the bell tower atop the Bataan Memorial Building, which was the pre-1966 state capitol, 
and just wait for one of the project team leaders to arrive there and the other children who had teleported. So, in fact, they couldn't control where we would arrive. And, in fact, we had another component of specialized education about what might happen if we were lost in time. It was explained to us that we should find the most responsible adults that we could find uh, elsewhere in time and explain to them that our parents had been lost or killed and that could we be adopted into their households. So there was actually a concern when we began teleporting in the late 60s there that we might be lost in time and have to fend for ourselves on the on the fields of time. See, like that story where they're saying it's possible you could be like lost in time? Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that, that time traveler guy from last week, yeah. the Instagram guy, where he's stuck in like a, a world where, well, he's w- way more fucked up because yeah, there's no his, people. I think his shit just went completely wrong. Like It's not like he ended up at a spot and he's lost. He's like, yeah, he and some other shit. His, his shit's a little bit more complicated. At least they had like, hey, get to your location, my Mars the streets, boom, 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 go to the spot with the bell tower. You meet your chaperone there who will like help you out. Yeah, dude on dude on IG and uh, IG and uh, TikTok, he just he landed in the wrong he landed in some wrong spot. He, he fucked. <laughs> like, like, dude, I don't even have dogs to play with. <laughs> no birds, no nothing. Yeah, that's wild. But um, here's like another thing. Like when before all this traveling shit started, you know where it all started from? What? Like who discovered? Like, hey, it's possible to go back in time. You know who discovered this shit? Nikolai Tesla? No, no, no. Maybe oh. he did too, but... Uh, oh. Before him? No, it's, it's after him. Oh, okay. But uh, the Vatican. No shit. There's these two priests, right, at the Vatican. They were, they were trying to wonder, you know, like why... You know the, the Gregorian chants, when they're doing chants to help heal people, or he could put people in certain moods? They were, oh they were studying the chants, the Gregorian chants. Okay. So what they did... Right, they they took the chance and they they modified like a microphone, and then they played like the sound back, and then what they heard from the microphone was the the, the Vatican, the priest. Mm. He heard his father yelling at him when he was a kid, saying, "Hey, get over here, zucchini!" And the other priest was like, "Wait, what was that?" And then the priest was like, "That was my father telling me to get over here. He used to call me zucchini as a child." Wait, so so they, they were able to hear what happened in the past. Oh, by using that chant? Yeah, okay. and manipulating with the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can hear shit that happened in the past. Mm. Like it wasn't a ghost noise or nothing. They're, they're hearing exactly what happened like so-and-so years ago. Yeah, just like the audio, I guess, of time, I guess, or some shit. Yeah, so the, the Vatican, they're like, holy shit, we're on to something. Like we done. So what the Vatican did, right, they're like, they went to like, the top physicists in, in that time, mm-hmm. and they gave him, like, you know, what they discovered, and they wanted him to enhance on it. Yeah. So then, like, eventually they, they lent the whole project. They gave it to, like, the U.S. government, and they said, here, guys, do something with it. Because here's one thing about the Vatican. They had a whole bunch of projects, right? Yeah. And they would give it out to, like, certain countries, governments. Like, like contract like, hey, them to... you do this project, and then Russia, I want you to do this project. Because so they're kind of like, they're basically, like, con- contracting other countries to do projects for the Vatican. For the Vatican. Research and all that shit. Almost like the Vatican is, like... All connected to it, but it's, like... The main thing that held on everything, and they know everything. The center of the web of all the... Yeah, all they're, they're the okay. center of the spider web. Okay. So they gave they gave the project to... Like the U.S. So the U.S. was able to take that, right? They went from 2D, like hearing the sound, to 3D, mm-hmm. to where you can actually 
see the path. Mm-hmm. Like they created this shit called the chronovision where it's like a television where you can actually see what happened in the past, but you're not actually there. Mm-hmm. And then they went from that to like um, the next step, which is 3D, where you can see like a hologram right, right around. of like, like, let's say you want to go see Jesus, mm-hmm. which he actually did want to go back to see Jesus because yeah. they, they had a hologram where you can actually see the ho- it's like watching on. like TV, mm-hmm. but you're watching like Jesus like get stabbed. And I remember like, before the show started, I was like, yeah, I do remember hearing about this exact project before. I didn't know this guy was in it, though. So that was like, okay. I was like, okay. I'm kind of like finding like the story a little bit more legi- like legitimate because I have heard about this project yeah. being used before. Called, yeah, Chronovision. Yeah. It's crazy. So he was able to see like holograms of like what happened in the past. So they went from the holograms to you actually being there. Yeah. Like they're actually able to send you back in time. So there's like layers to this. It's like, okay, we can hear it. Now we're sitting on the monitor. 3D. It's like, now you're going. Yeah, and this now all happened fast. We're sending you right there. It happened from the 40s to the 70s. Like, boom, time travel. Like, little Andy, strap up. You're going like, back in time, baby. God damn. <laughs> Military, they, they can do some hood-ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> With kids. <laughs> but uh, I'm going I'm to play uh, one where he talks about um, him actually viewing, like, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. All right. And then he's going to explain like what he saw like in the video. Now, mind you, is this going to be what he he actually went back in time to it? Or is this like Mm-mm. the 3D? The it's 3D? just watching it. Okay. He's watching like a film because they recorded it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's like a 20-minute like film where they're they're watching. When he first watched it, it's like, what the hell is this? Like a reenactment of Jesus. Yeah, how did I get cameras back then? Yeah, but I'll let you listen to it. Okay. The sound on this one's kind of messed up, but... uh, Bear with us. Yes. Use your ears. Uh, that um, they had also captured images of the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I know he was telling the truth because I saw a 20 to 30 minute 16 millimeter film of the crucifixion of Jesus at, that was being uh, played, that was being uh, displayed at the um, Sandia National Labs. Jesus was an historical personage. He was crucified and everybody in that room knew it because it wasn't a dramatized rendering of the crucifixion. It was horrendously awful to watch in light of Jesus' suffering. My position is that what we were watching was a real crucifixion. Do I know it was Jesus? Well, 600 Caucasian men, roughly his age, were crucified by the Roman Empire Mm -hmm. within three years of his alleged death. It could have been somebody else, but everything that the New Testament depicts about the execution of Jesus of Nazareth was in that film. We saw women coming to pray beneath his cross. There were two other... Uh, crucifixion victims behind him on hillsides. He had a crown of thorns that was almost like a motorcycle helmet in size around his his head and blood was pouring down his temples and into his eye sockets and then down his cheeks and into his corner of his mouth. He was very emaciated. He was about, about my height, which used to be 5'10", and looks like many of the medieval uh, paintings of, of Jesus. I saw Longinus, one of those centurions, jump up on his left, uh, with his right leg and standing on his left leg and extend his arm as far as he could, holding the end of a spear shaft, piercing Jesus in the side. That was a so-called spear of destiny being used to release the fluids that had gathered in in Jesus' chest. The sky grew dark at one point. So we knew it wasn't a dramatization. If it was somebody besides Jesus, how did so many of the details correspond to the New Testament accounts? There are three of them. yeah, that's a crazy story, right? 
Yeah. Like yeah, it, it gets deeper, detail. but uh, I I didn't get the recording. I couldn't find it. Mm. But um, they said like uh, the cross that they put them on it was like a pole. It looks like a pole, and then it has like the little the cross beam, and then they they nail them down from the from the wrist. Mm-hmm. And um, they're saying after they put him in, you know, the cave, like the story, they said that they actually have footage of the resurrection. Like they said, it, it was real. Like it happened. Like he just came out from uh, yeah behind the rock. He was like, okay, he's like, okay, if that happened, then all this should be real then. Yeah. And then, when, you know, when I heard him tell, I was like, damn, like, did that really happen? And then the one of the callers called him and said, uh, did he look like uh, the Jesus that was, like, in the shroud? You know, uh, the, the famous shroud, shroud of Jesus? Mm-hmm. He said, no, it d- doesn't even look like him. He said, like, the guy that he saw, the Jesus guy that was hung, mm-hmm. like, his face was, like, narrow. Like, he looks like a European guy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and he looks like... Super skinny because it looks like he was starved for a long time, mm. and they told him like, okay, so like, how would you like best describe him like in a, in one of the paintings? Mm. And he said like, the one he said that it looks like the most like the one that he saw was in the El Greco painting, and I got that right here. He says he he looked like this dude, skinny European guy in thirty three to forty years old or whatever, but he he resembled like. The picture of that, the the guy who painted that. Okay. Shit. It's wild, right? Hey. He said it was so fucking gruesome. He said one of the girls I was watching, she couldn't really watch it. She was like covering her eyes. Jesus got up and went back in the his time machine. <laughs> He's like, I am out. And this is like back like in, I don't know, 60s and 70s where they're watching this crazy ass video as kids. They're like, what the hell is going is this like a reenactment? Like, no, just watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. You know, clip your eyes open like... Uh, Jesus is real, man. I think it was legit, too. He Caucasian? Just, he, I don't know. I think he's probably Middle Eastern, if anything. He black, disappeared from that cave, man. Black Middle Eastern. Here, here's the thing about the chronovision, the technology. Mm. They say they can they can send you back any time and place, looking at anybody, mm. anywhere, almost like zero privacy, like the ultimate God eye. Shit. Like, they can see what you did yesterday at 3 o'clock in your room. And they could see your fucking room and exactly what you did. Mm. Hope they don't see it. <laughs> this is like, there's like, this don't, is how. Don't, don't use it. This is how crazy te- technology is. You can't hide, pretty much. And we see all, we all, we see everything. Yeah, because he, he said like, um, he also saw them sign the Declaration of Independence. Mm. I got a video of that for you guys. What's up, I mean, Bob? Not a video. What Bob said, he says, I made it. Oh, Jimmy. there she is. All right, I'm going to play the decoration where he, he, he was actually over there. Um, and the first image of a past event that I saw on a TV-like screen, it was more like a kinescope. It really, it wasn't black and white. It was more shades of gray and green. Not tremendously clear? Actually, it was crystal clear. And, and um, Jermaine, to your question, in fact... So they're talking about the chronovisor. Okay. And he was saying, oh, it was a blurry or whatever. It's like, no, it was crystal clear. You, you 4K. Can, yeah, it was clear. <laughs> 4K. You know, like almost like he was there, but the colors were... Like weird, it's like faded colors. Not faded colors, but it was like a like a tinted color. Like washed. Yeah, it wasn't like four yeah. K colors and yeah. shit. I could not only see what was going on, but I could hear what was going on. And, and the event was the signing of the U.S. Constitution in Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw a hologram I mean. in which that event was recapitulated uh, in dull that's colors and right clearly in sound. I could see that some of the framers, I, I could hear when they moved moved their chair or coughed or got up and left the room. 
<laughs> yeah, like he he was there. He can he can hear dumb coughing, moving chairs, and he was like, "Man, this shit is boring." Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a kid, you're like, "Man, I want to watch yeah. cartoons, man. What the hell is going on here?" So, like, the thing with the deal with like this technology, they were like showing these big events that happen in America, and they wanted people to see it. Yeah, that's that's cool as fuck, right? Like, imagine if they had a museum where they're like, "Hey, you guys want to go see?" MLK speech, mm. like the real shit. I mean, they already got video of like that. Yeah, but do you want to okay, be um, there? What, do you guys want to see JFK get shot or, you know? <laughs> get his shit blown off. Let's go. Get the front grass, the front lawn seat. <laughs> like, we're going to take you to Texas. Yeah. We'll take you to Dallas. You're going to watch him die, kid. For an extra billion, we actually send you there. Yeah. Don't, don't die. I mean, if I was a kid, I mean, I don't know, I'd probably be like. That might be Kenny G. I don't know. Yeah, that is Kenny G. Yeah, that's Kenny G. That's the saxophone man. When they they lead into the commercial, that's Kenny G. (laughs) Good air, real peso. But uh, yeah, how how would you get a kid hyped up to do this shit? Like, just hey, to be in that project. Hey, you want to go see slaves? Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Oh, like at like us, like normal people. Yeah, like normal kids, or like a kid. Well, let's think of it like as like a history class. Yeah, but like. You know, the advanced history class where you actually get to see the event. Yeah. Because wouldn't that be cool, right? You get to see Jesus on the cross. You get to see what else is a big event that happened. You know, what's one thing that I was disappointed that they didn't send him to go find out what happened? Right. Was how they built the pyramids. Unless it's kind of like blocked off like that time they came. Really... I was disappointed. I was like, you went to see dinosaurs, but you didn't see the pyramids, you piece of shit. Unless that's just kind of blocked off by... Aliens like, hey, this chap, you can't, you got, you yeah. can't, you can't unlock this stage yet. <laughs> yeah, because they did. You ain't they, ready. They did kick them out of the program after like 1972. They're like, ah, you're getting too old. Yeah, he aged out of it. Yeah, we're going back to Latin America, get some more kids, get some more kids, and uh, you know, forget about all of this. Yeah, but I bet like out of all those other kids that that time travel too, I know one of them had, had to see the pyramids being built. One of them. Yeah. He, he might have just not been one of them. He's just he's just doing other missions like like hey, we're sending you to the Gettysburg Address. He's doing the he was doing the boring shit again. He's, he's doing the boring shit. He, I want to see the pyramids. Yeah. So like uh, well, George Noria he asked him a question saying, "Hey, did any of these kids get hurt during these experiments?" Mm. Well, we'll listen to that right now. Let's get it. Did anything ever physically go wrong with anybody on, during these uh, experiments? Well, I know that um, it's been. It's been conjectured that some of the children were lost in time. I can't confirm that. Um, one of my contact people at CIA was Courtney M. Hunt, who confirmed that in the history of American teleportation, we have lost personnel. But I was an eyewitness um, to a, a grievous accident in which one of the boys in the program arrived in Santa Fe. What'd you say, Bob? Rewind. What are you talking about? Rewind to the beginning. You want me to play it over? How's she saying? I'll play it over. Right. Did anything ever physically go wrong with anybody on during these? He's saying, did anybody well, get hurt? I know that um, it's been it's been conjectured that some of the children were lost in time. I can't confirm that. Um, one of my contact people at CIA was Courtney M. Hunt, who confirmed that in the history of American teleportation, we have lost personnel. But I was an eyewitness um, to a, a grievous accident in which one of the boys in the program arrived in Santa Fe standing in about three inches of water that had collected in a public fountain there. And the specific gravity of the water caused his feet to arrive a split second later. And so quite tragically, he slid off his feet at the ankles as if his, 
ankles had been passed through a bandsaw and tumbled uh, to the side of the fountain there. And I ran past his location as he was being steadied and and held to the ground by one of the team leaders. Um, And so, yes, uh, the American people need to know not only that this technology exists and that it can be used to dramatically improve transportation around the world, but that American children have already paid a high price in bringing about its development. Yeah, that's why, like, his, his, his kind of, like, pissed off, like, how the government is not telling, you know, what these kids went through. Like, sacrificed, what yeah. they sacrificed for them to achieve that type of knowledge and technology and shit. Because yeah, imagine how many poor kids, like, they try to teleport them, and they get teleported into a fucking wall. And, like, body over here, legs and yeah. ass all in the wall, like, yeah. just got sliced in half, like. He's saying, like, they, they got it so down-packed now, like, they could really send you anywhere. Like, they really nailed down that time travel shit. But it sucks they had to, like... I don't like, know about that kid that got his leg chopped off. Yeah, with the legs chopped off. There's a lot of kids that got messed up over this yeah. stuff. See, the reason why the kid got his leg chopped off, because where they teleported him was, like, like in a fountain, right? Where his... Like, because, like, you know, the buoyancy of the water, the gravity is, like, different from regular, like, if you're standing on, yeah. on like, concrete. So his feet loaded up, like... A couple a seconds later, like yeah. his body was there, but then the, the the device was like, "Hey, this what is this water? What?" And then they loaded his feet late, and then he just his feet his feet was already sliced up, and then he just fell two two feet gone. And that's just off of water. They even talking about like getting teleported into like a fucking yeah into a truck or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a rock. So like this whole town, so. like he was trying to find that kid that lost his feet. Like in real life, because he's mm-hmm. he's trying to find uh, the people that was in the program with him, and he was he was able to find about like six seven people that was in the program, and mm-hmm. they're able to like remember like some of the stuff that they went through, like the Montauk chair, like the chair that they used for them to fucking teleport or whatever. Yeah. But um, like, cause I I started researching this guy, like I went back to the archives in two thousand nine when he was on Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. and then. The most recent show that I caught him on was 2018 episode. And he's still out here, huh? Yeah, he's still out doing, like, the shows and everything. On tour. <laughs> and um, he told, like, on the, on the new one, he said he found the kid with the no feet. Yeah. So the story was with that, that kid, like, the story why his feet was missing mm. was because he was playing on a train track. Oh. That was the cover-up story. This train start off his feet. I'm like, come on, okay, you play on the train track, and what, you're just going to lay to let your feet get chopped off? Yeah, what's the story? That's, I mean, it's that's easy, so awkward. It's easy to say that, but it's like, okay, how do you end up on a train track? Just Right, it's like, let me just get my feet chopped off. Either you get hit by the train, or you're mangled up. Or you're out the way. <laughs> but no, your feet are just sliced off. Like, just hanging on the rails. Is like Sleeping on the rails. like this. But like, another crazy thing was that the kid that he found with the missing legs... Happened to be one of his classmates from kindergarten, and mm. he was like his like he lives like a block away from him yeah, that so whole was, time. So he was using kids from his own fucking classroom. Yeah, one of them was like in his classroom. He was like, "Holy shit, damn!" Because a lot of the people that were was in the projects with the time traveling shit, mm. a lot of them don't remember it, right? They will talk. They will talk about stuff like, uh, "Oh yeah, I remember that chair we used to always play with." And Andrew's like, you're talking about the Montauk chair? That's not a toy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't play with that. Like, that wasn't a toy. That was actually the fucking, they used that as a device for us to travel. What, do you like mind wipe these kids on the way out or some shit? Yeah, or they just... were doing shit like that. Like, wiping the kid's mind. They would and, give them some type of medication to where it, I don't know, kind of like a. Just fogs up their memory, I guess. Yeah, because a lot of those kids, like, they're like confused. Yeah. Like, they're, 
Sounds like the, they're remembering bits and pieces of it. Like, hey, remember that chair? That was fun. Like, no, man, that, that chair is not as fun as you remember. Like, that, no. You remember something, but not exactly what it is. That's not the fun chair. That's the chair that we, we use for work. Real patient says roofies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I saw wrong? like the picture of the chair. It looks like a fucking, like a, a dentist chair. Or um, if you ever watch that show Dark on Netflix, they mm. have a fucking a chair there. Like, mm. They have their own jump room in the fucking TV show. Okay. And the chair looks just like uh, the chair that he described. Damn. It's cool, man. This man is on it. What they say in the chat? He says, uh, I just looked up Courtney M. Hunt on Google, and what came up was a CIA denies sending Obama to Mars at the age of 19. That's another story. Yes, yeah, a whole nother, some whole other shit, too. Yeah, that's another story, because he said that he, he, he did make contact with, like, past, uh, with presidents from the past when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Like, he met, like, uh, Obama. Barry, they call yeah, Barry. Uh, but, they, but Obama, he was a traveler, too. Like, he... Yeah. he According to this guy, he said Obama knew about the time traveling shit and Obama was actually sent to Mars and they were doing all this shit. And then uh, one of Obama's friend was like, um, hey, be careful, Andrew. You know, this is going to be a president one day. But they already know Everybody, that he's, yeah. he's already uh, on, on the path to becoming president. The it's same with George Washington, too. It's like, like George Bush. It's like two terms. It's like he's going to be two term yeah. president. Bush was like that, too. Like he met Bush when Bush was like a teenager. Not teenager, maybe young adult. He said, "Hey, guess what? Me and my dad are gonna become presidents." You know, like uh, like so this showing like, off. They sent Kid Bush back. Yeah, they sent him to like like hang out with Bush. Oh, kid, okay, gotcha, gotcha, kid, gotcha. Kid Bush. Okay, gotcha. I was about to say like Kid Bush is kind of a fucking idiot. So I was like, that is not exactly a smart kid. I would consider sending him back. Bob but, says, "So they're just stealing kids off the street." Yes. Well, not not technically because they did have a lot of. Uh, Smart kids that was in the program doing all that shit. Well, it wasn't just like not just Latin American. The, the people, that, the Latin American kids, that was they were sending them to Mars. They, they were experiments. <laughs> they was like before we send the best and brightest, we gotta send our most poor first. Yeah, send all these poor kids out there to get slaughtered, and then once it was perfected, we're gonna send the good kids. Because I remember there's one part of the story that I I wound up to come across today is that he said there was like a there was another kid who was a part of the program. But he was like four years old. But he was like, no, he wasn't four at the time. He was such like, um, I don't know what I'm looking for. He was just so gifted with machines that he was building televisions at the age of four and shit like that, right? Like building televisions. Like, who, who gave him all that uh, material? I guess it was like, here, kid, let's see how smart you are. And I guess he was like repairing televisions at the age of four. And by the time he was of age to become a chrononaut, I think that's what he referred to him as, he was repairing the jump machines on Mars and on Earth. If there was like any kind of malfunction. And he was like, kid, it's like, he just... With machines, so they was grabbing, they was grabbing like some. Yeah, that's what they call them. Kids. They call them chrononauts. Yeah, chrononauts, which is a like astronauts, but time traveling. Time traveling, yeah. Chrononauts sounds actually cool. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, that is cool. Like time, like chrononauts, like sounds like astronaut, but time, time traveler, time traveler. Again, I'm just a chrononaut. Well, I'm just <laughs> not a big deal. Just training for that right now. <laughs> like time travel. Please don't call me that. It's chron- the term is chrononaut. <laughs> Get it right. I got twelve stripes. <laughs> Twelve stripes. That means I traveled like to Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> and Imagine <back>. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, okay, like I, I got another recording where he, he talks about dinosaurs. Like they sent him back to dinosaur land. But let's listen to that. He said he actually wasn't scared when he saw it. Man, I would have freaked the hell out. I would have been like, "Damn!" I would have freaked out. But that's why they send kids. Kids would be acceptable uh, of that. I would have been like, "Damn!" They really Disney Channel really did make them look like that. They real real. <laughs> All right. How? What, what's the farthest time you've gone forward or back? Well, that's a very complicated question, and it gives rise to some of the 
Pers- He's like, that's complicated. A million years ago. He <laughs> <laughs> threats to the validity of my story. With, with teleportation, we could only go back initially within the time envelope um, that consisted of the existence of the technology. So we were making these short hops back and forth between, uh, between Woodridge, New Jersey, and Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then jumping back from a teleport at the Sandia National Labs um, in Sandia, New Mexico, adjacent to the Kirtland Air Force Base. And then we would pop it back into view on the tarmac there at Curtis Wright. There was another revolutionary technology they were using called the chronovisor, which didn't physically send somebody to another location in time space, but sent them there on a sort of physio-virtual basis, sort of as a superluminal superimposition in that time and place. Now, the teleporters... Yeah, the, the chronovisor is, is the device where... You're just seeing it, but you're not there. But you can actually see it. Like, think of it like virtual reality. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's what the chronovisor was. They were able to see it, but they weren't able to physically do anything. Interact with anything, yeah. Yeah, they're just watching pretty much. They're, you know, we're limited in terms of how far back in time we could go. But because the chronovisors didn't require a chronovisor in the uh, past time to send us back to the present, they were virtually unlimited in the reach by which we could go back in time. So the farthest that I remember that I went back in time in one of the time probes in the holograms that the chronovisors were generating was back to around 1 million B.C. I was sent to a hot red earth environment, and I found myself walking along a crest line for about 10 minutes. One of the paradoxes was that the chronovisors opened up an unlimited environment, so I didn't find myself uh, uh, bumping into the wall of the laboratory, but when the hologram was turned on, I could walk for literally for miles. That's crazy, right? God damn. So how that technology even work? That I'm is to, crazy. I'm trying to picture in my brain how that even work. Like, damn, um, that's some fucking, fucking real ass sci-fi Marvel superhero bullshit. The lies. Because like you're in a room, right? They're turning on this chronovisor, mm-hmm. and then the world is like building. Yeah, right. And then this dude is just walking. I'm like, whoa! In virtual reality, if I start walking. I'm going to hit that wall. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm going to just run out of space and hit the wall. I wonder how that really works, though. That's so complicated, so confusing to even think, like, that's even possible. Unless. Damn, we're so stupid. Unless maybe it's giving him the illusion that he's moving forward, but he's still just walking yeah. in place type shit. Because, I mean, eventually he's going to hit a wall, so. Yeah, because, like, one time when I was on drugs, right, Salvia, it would be, uh, mm. yeah, I was on Salvia one time, and I was in the backyard. I took, like, one big hit, right? Mm. Closed my eyes, open. I was like, holy shit. I started running in the backyard, right? I was like, I'm going to fucking jump over that fence. Mm. I kept running. I kept running. I'm like, I was like, this backyard's not even that big. Why is the fence like so far away? I kept damn. running. I was like, damn, that fence is far. I was like, when am I going to get to the fence, right? Mm. I turned around. I'll, I never moved. <laughs> I, I, was, I was still at the backyard door and shit. Stuck. I was like, holy shit. And I saw my cousin, Cream. I was like, what the fuck? I, th- I, was, I thought I was running the whole time. I thought I was over there. <laughs> so maybe like that. <laughs> Chronovisor maybe have that type of effect. Like they, effect. They, do you really think you're walking miles, but you're not? God, I wish my experience with Southie was like, hey, my shit was trash. Yeah, that's wild. So I walked along this ridge line, and then at the top of the ridge, I looked over to my right, and there were two huge dinosaurs with long necks chomping on tall grass. And we were told that they had sent us to around 1 million B.C. So he was watching dinosaurs eat. The land of the lost, man. 
damn, that's cool, man. That's why I wish, like, because I, I listened to, like, over eight hours of this dude telling his amazing story, and I never once heard him say, yeah, the pyramids, like, the way they built them, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, nope, he never once mentioned the pyramids. But at the same time, though, wouldn't it be, it, uh, maybe if he was, like, if it, if, it makes sense if he didn't, if it was, like, if the project was true, you can't send every kid on every mission. So if he was, like, right. oh, he went to Egypt, too, like, right. this he's the only, is he the only kid there? Like, he, why is right. he everywhere? So, so now I'm not. Now I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, he was never in Egypt there. I'm like, okay, like it kind he wasn't. Of, he just wasn't on that task force. He know? wasn't just, on the Egypt program. Uh, he's got somebody else. Fuck, man! Imagine the kids that got his leg chopped off. He was supposed to be on the Egypt program. Or maybe if you think about it too, you can only send people. Pre- I'm, I'm guessing, like, say, if you want to send a kid to Egypt <laughs> to watch the pyramids get built, you can't just send like no white kid out there. You'd probably have to send somebody in the program with like maybe matches the. The, a Latin complexion, the, a little yeah, darker. Yeah, dark skin or, you know, whatever. That kind of fits that maybe. Because if you white kid there, you'd be like, you're sticking out like a sore thumb. I'm like, what's, what's Dennis DeMenis doing here? Like, People what the are fuck? like, what the fuck is that <laughs> bullshit kid doing here? He don't belong in this world. So maybe that's why he didn't make the Egypt uh, the, the, the list. They're like, uh, hey, boss, we got a time traveler. Yeah, we got him. He's right here. Oh, get him. We got a time traveler. <laughs> and then you're listening to them like, how the fuck they know all this shit? Oh, fuck the hair. <laughs> it's like, that, we made you guys. Really? Like, <laughs> well, you have what you have because of us. Uh, we did this for you guys. We, it's like, we know everything. Uh, <laughs> Real Peso says uh, he, he must have picked a short straw and then got back to the dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty cool, right? Like, yeah, man. Like either you get the, the, Egypt, it's the, the Egyptians or you get the dinosaurs. I would be happy with either or. And he did it all through Chrono Advisor, right? Right. Okay, because I was thinking back, like, just now, like, if they would have sent him back then to see the dinosaurs, like, legit, legit, he would probably fucking die. Because I heard, like, the oxygen level was so high. That's why, like, a lot of animals, like, oh. mosquitoes and shit was so fucking yeah, ginormous. Yeah. Cause, that makes sense. Yeah, so you said, you, said Andy, you said Andy back then. He ain't, he ain't coming back. Nope. Big boy Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. All right, let's, uh, we're, we're going to talk about him. Like, not only did he went. To the past, he went to the future. Let's get it. Go for it, Andy. Now, in terms of probes to the future, we did undertake chronovisor probes to the future as well, because initially that was the only way that Project Pegasus was able to reach the future. But then as they began to find a way to teleport us to the future, the time specifically that they were sending us to in the future was the year 2045 because we were being sent to a project location in the future where we were picking up microfilm summaries of intervening events between the early 70s and the 2040s. And, in fact, that was the ultimate thrust of Project Pegasus. It was an intelligence-gathering program where they were making us accustomed to teleporting and being involved in other forms of quantum access because it was our ultimate mission to go forward in time to 2045 retrieve these data scrolls that have been prepared and then bring them back to the present. Yeah, so they sent him all the way to 2045 mm-hmm. to retrieve some type of data, but the data he was getting was going back to the 70s. It okay. wasn't going back to, like, our time. So okay. you got to think about that. That's why it's, like, data scrolls. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they sent him back with a USB driver because okay. there's no technology where he can plug that bitch up. Yes, yeah, so it's 2045. He's going all the way back. To grab some type of data scrolls, like whatever the mission was for him to get that, and then he went to deliver it back to his homies. Back into the 2070s? No, back I mean, to... 2070s, up uh, fucking 1970s. 1970s. Yeah. Uh, what was that one story about the time travel? He went back to... Was it 80s and 90s? 
he's like on a similar mission. John Theater. Yes, there you go. Thank you. You know That's what's it. funny? I was, just, I was just thinking of that. They did ask. They did ask him about John Teeter. Mm. They're like, hey, because if you guys don't know who John Teeter was, he was another supposedly time traveler mm-hmm. that went on the radio station. He he told the story with so much detail, like, man, this guy might be onto something. Because mm-hmm. he said he, he, he came back to the past to retrieve an IBM computer that had, like, this secret <coughs> code software on there where they needed to retrieve that IBM computer so they can use it in the future. Yeah. So they can, like, decrypt codes and stuff. Yeah. So they asked him about, like, John Teeter, and he actually knows about the John Teeter guy. Okay, he was saying like a lot of stuff, like he said, like par- partially, like half of it is like true. Like there's some stuff that he said that was true and stuff. Mm. Like how you know it takes like you have to pretty much use the gravitational force of whatever device you had to change like your whatever your the mm. pressure of like some of the shit he said it didn't shit. make sense to yeah. this guy, but he said like a lot of the other stuff didn't make sense. So he was saying like maybe. That guy came into the pictures to kind of like give misinformation a little bit because mm, he was like saying like off of the, yeah like saying like like half truth and half is not true, mm. but he he said he don't know if he is or not. But like the shit that he was doing, it wasn't the same like what the hell he was doing. Time traveler beef. Who's the real <clears> one? <throat> they need to fight it out. Holy shit! Real Man. peso says, uh, "Who was the president twenty forty five?" <clears throat> Give me the facts, not the stories. Well, he like he don't know who the president is, but you got to think like uh, the timeline is going to be different anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I can say it's like this president, right? But when we live in this timeline and then we live throughout like two two forty five, it could be somebody completely different. Yeah, it could be because like his going to like a a, a different world than ours, yeah. pretty much. Because <clears throat> they're technically, saying like it technically um, doesn't exist yet. Yeah, so. because like when he was going back to watch uh, Lincoln get assassinated, right? They said they sent him there so many, like five, six times they sent him to see the Lincoln assassination. Yeah. And all the times he was there, he Lincoln got assassinated every single time. Like it never changed. But like there's like subtle different details yeah. where like the lady was on this side instead of that side. Because they were testing the theory of the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Seeing if that's actually real. Like every time we send these kids back, are they going to the same world or is the world different every it's time? a different timeline that exists in a... Another universe. Right. Because they're saying, like, in the multiverse theories, like, even the tiniest details are, like, will be sure, like, hey, if it's not exactly like this, then you may be in an alternate timeline or something right. like that or whatever. So that's why I see why I was taking notes on these tiny little details. So going to 2045, yeah, that may be a possible feature for us, but it could be something like, okay, something very similar to ours, but not exactly like it. So it'd be like, yeah, this person may be present on this timeline, but... Yeah. In our timeline, in our reality, he may run for president or whoever it is, and they don't win. But you know, so, so like that could be a possibility. So, yeah, because um, this dude he did the show like in two thousand and nine on Coast to Coast, right? Mm-hmm. And you remember like Mandela? They kind of discovered this shit like in two thousand nine, also yeah. in two thousand ten, because people were saying, "Hey, things are kind of different." Mm-hmm. But this guy he spoke about it before like Mandela was even a thing. So I'm I'm a play it because I, when I heard that, I was like. It's describing like some I would probably shit contacted then. by yeah. about a hundred very sane, intelligent people who described because like this is like the second time he was on the show. Okay, right. So the first time he was on the show, like the phone blew up. Everybody wanted to know more information. <laughs> yeah, right. So then after he was done with the show, everybody blew up his emails, telling him like stories of what happened, like. Mm. Like weird shit that happened where they step out their house and it's different. Mm, so, so he, he got a whole the bunch Mandela of Mandela stories. stories brought him back to the yeah. second time around. 
so then he started listening to what people were telling him. Uh-oh. Having an experience in their personal life where some little elements suddenly changed, like they came back from work and an empty lot in their neighborhood suddenly had a fully built house on it, or they came out of a, a restaurant uh, in the French Quarter of New Orleans and there was nobody on the street, even though it was Mardi Gras. So many, many people contacted me about encounters with the multiverse, and I tried to explain that because we live in a quantum hologram where there are a set of adjacent, essentially identical, multiple timelines, sometimes we bank into one of those adjacent timelines just like a skier on a Mm -hmm. slalom course. But as that skier, as that time traveler, we don't perceive the difference as we move from timeline to timeline because we're on the unitary course established by our own consciousness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't see the the movement between uh, multiple timelines. Only an external observer would be able to tell. Yes. See, like, um, it does make sense. Like, we can go, we'd be going like in and out of different timelines. We won't even notice the difference. We won't notice it unless it's something big that happened. For example, Mandela. Yes. And then, like, they were saying, too, like, how some people were coming out of a building and streets empty in Mardi Gras. I think there's, like, maybe hiccups every now and again where people see, like, big shit. And then all of us, to us, we ain't perceiving it. And from what they're, right, from their reality, I guess it would be. Like, one of the callers called him. And he said that in 1956, like, right, when mm-hmm. he was a kid, he, he looked at the ground, <clears throat> he saw a penny, he picked it up, and the penny said 1958. Yeah, I, he talked about that yeah. when I saw his uh, thing today, yeah. So, like, here's the story behind this that's so fucking weird and crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, his father, uh, Andrew's father, he was testing out, like, you know, the tes- Tesla shit with the, where he was throwing, like, a penny down, like, a spiral tube, mm-hmm. right? He's just testing it. He'll, he'll say every time you throw a penny, right? Some will make it all the way down, and some will just disappear. Yeah. And his, his dad is like, where are all these pennies going? Mm. You know? And this was like in the 50s when his dad was doing these experiments, scratching his head, saying mm. like, where did these pennies go? Mm. And then this caller called the dude and said, hey, like in 1958, like, like I, I fucking found, no, 1956, mm-hmm. I found a penny that, that was like 1958. So you got like two years. Like, yeah. like, he was like, that doesn't make sense. They made a coin that wasn't even the year yet. Yeah. And then he, he told them a story that his father was doing like penny tests. He's like, you probably picked up one of the pennies my dad was testing. Yeah, that's what he said today. I was laughing. I was like, damn. I was like, I thought, like, yeah. can I get that back? Like, can I get that little penny back, please? He's like, give me that shit back. That's my father's shit. But that's crazy. That ain't your penny? Uh, Real Peso says, uh, sounds like the must theory. We're living in assimilation. It seems like that, man. If you can actually pick any time you want and just look at it, what makes you think that's like, because that's not organic shit. Like, you're actually yeah. looking at something like the only thing. Like, it's like looking at a computer saying, hey, what did I did on blah, 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 November something on my computer? And you can go look it up. Yeah. This is like real life. And you can go look up somebody getting stabbed. Yeah, I mean. That happened. There's no cameras, but you're, you're seeing it there, like, live. Man, they need to find out who, who the fuck Jack the Ripper is then. I bet you they know everything. Yeah, they know everything. They know who killed everybody. And unless they can't reveal it. Because I always had a theory that Jack Ripper was a part of the royal family Maybe. in England, and you can't release that shit. That's too much. Somebody get a I think, he, I think he was royal. I think he was royalty that he moonlighted as a fucking serial killer. He was no average Joe. That's my. That's always been my theory. And they can't. Okay, Chronovisor. <laughs> I'm out there, baby. It's OJ Simpson, man, he did that shit. We don't need no. Yeah, we got to get those goggles, man. Let's get Whatever it is. Some- Find it, man. We can't let the rich people have all that fun like Jay-Z. Why Jay-Z get to go back to why, 1940s? Why you get it? 
Oh, Nicolas Cage. Why don't you, why don't you get all yeah, that shit? Why don't Nicolas Cage get to go back and take a damn portrait with him and his old bread lady? Yeah, man. Well, who was another one? Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves? I, mean, I like him, though, but yo, share that shit. Jay-Z's like, hey, man, let me go. You guys let all these white people go. <laughs> Real Pacer says, uh, uh, no, OJ was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, Imagine that. Yo. Imagine they send like people. He's a time traveler. <laughs> Imagine. A chronaut. Or like, it could be like the Zodiac Killer is somebody famous. Dude. And they're just playing out some kind of fantasy. Like, I've always wanted to kill people. And then they just disappeared. Yo, what if it's like that? What if rich people, they, they, they charge rich people for this oh, shit. And rich people are like, you know what? I've always lived like, I've always been happy, rich and all that stuff. But I just want to fucking murder somebody. Cool. You want to be Jack the Ripper? Hop on into this chrono visit. Joe, just pay the price. Joe, this should be a movie. This should be a fucking movie. <laughs> too this deep. is amazing. It's too deep. Rupeso, start to go for me. We need to get this going. All right, I'm going to play the one where he talks about where he gets to go back in Gettysburg. And he's actually physically there. And it's dealing with people out there. So we'll play that. Mm. Go ahead, Andrew. So, Andy, there you are. You're, you're little. You're shoeless. You're almost coatless. You're freezing. And you're walking into Gettysburg to see President Lincoln's address. What happens? Well, I walked into downtown Gettysburg, which really didn't even resemble a downtown area. It was just really a cluster of, of buildings that looked like housing with some of them, um, with, with multiple sh- uh, stores occupying some of them. And as I was doing so, an elderly man gambled on up to the wooden sidewalk. He was about 70 years old, and he was limping severely on one of his legs. And he began yelling at me, boy, boy, what are you doing out here in, in the cold like this? You're going to catch your grip, which I take in the Civil War must have meant catch a cold. Or... I'm going to start using that word. <laughs> Yo, you're about to catch a grip. You no, okay? It's not you trying to fight, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't use <laughs> so that. So you trying to fight. Oh, yeah. What? I'll get Somebody like, like, somebody like, what? like no, are you sick? <laughs> or a flu. I've been told that I was going to be given the opportunity to see Lincoln give the Gettysburg Address, and I was trying to overcome my fear of, of looking at him when he arrived. And I looked to my left, and there was my father, dressed as a Pennsylvania farmer. So he and, went back there, too? Well, he went back there, but he had left East uh, uh, Hanover on a previous day, but had been sent to the same day in history, November 19th of 1863. Was he looking for you? Uh, at that time... No, he had been sent there earlier, so he couldn't have been briefed on my later arrival to the same day. And he looked o- I looked over at him and said, Dad, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm not your father's son. You must be mistaken. Wow. He thought, played oh, it that close to his Well, see, he was, his training was kicking, and he was thinking, boy, if Andy's here, and he looks several years older than he does back at the house back in 1967 or when, right. whatever he had been sent, I better act like I'm not even his father. So my dad, you know, uh, made sure that he didn't uh, alert any of the people around him that, in fact, his son was there as well. And because I was, you know, walking along in these grossly oversized shoes, sort of like shuffling along, yeah. I wanted to conceal the size of the shoes so I wouldn't attract any more notice. So I, I helped. Yeah, the reason why his shoes are big, right? Because when he did land it in, in Gettysburg, mm-hmm. like his, his shoes and clothes all ripped up. So, like, some dude saw him and then he. Gave him like clothes. all the clothes. Uh-huh. It's just I cut a lot of that out because I didn't want to make it too long. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, real peso says uh, it's inconsistent. He's saying he he can't do anything in Lincoln Address. He, he actually could because uh, the thing we're talking about before was the was the Chronovision, but this is the real time travel now where yeah, he's, yeah, actually he's actually there, there. He's actually yeah. there, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Is, yeah this isn't Chrono the Chrono Visor anymore. This is yeah. This is different now. Legit, like actually. Yeah. Boom. This is the this like, is, 
this is the real deal. The peak to of travel. Attack. Yeah. Even like with his dad, his dad was traveling too. But his dad was there in '67. Got <clears throat> there earlier. Yeah, but they sent him at the same time. But they're like on different, two different missions. time link, like time. Because yeah. he would be in the '70s. His dad would have been in '67. But but they end up going at the same, same time. The same exact time. Cause the son, yeah, because the yeah. son did look older. Yeah, yeah. So the dad was like, "Oh shit, my kid got a little older." But gotta play my part. I don't know you kid. Yeah. Get off me. Yeah. So they they were like briefed on like how they should act like in situations like that where they just play the role like they don't they don't know each other or whatever. That's why the father was playing like that. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know you, bitch. You know, put your fucking clown shoes. Get off me. <laughs> Get off me, peasant. <laughs> you stink, small kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I held my left foot forward and my right foot to the side, and I looked in the opposite direction from the Wills Hotel where Lincoln would soon be arriving. And it was in that, po- that strange posture, dressed in the clothing that John Lawrence Burns gave me, wearing grossly oversized men's shoes, as a time traveler from 1972 in DARPA's Project Pegasus, that I was photographed in the photograph that until... Last year was the sole surviving photograph to show President Lincoln at Gettysburg. How did, how, did, how did you know that was you? I knew it was me because uh, as the project was winding down in 1971-72. So they actually got, like, got a picture of him when he was a kid at Gettysburg, mm-hmm. and I'll show that. Time frame. When we were still in New Jersey, had not yet moved to Southern California in November of 1972. Right I found shoes, that man. image in a contemporary news magazine. I don't know whether it was an old issue or a 1970, 71, 72 issue. I believe it was Life magazine. My dad was reading the paper and I said, Dad, look, they, they got an image of me at Gettysburg. And he said, yep. I said, is that me? And he said, yep. Hmm. But just don't talk about it. That's you, son. Like you're doing now, Andy. You're talking about it. Looking all cute. <laughs> With your giant shoes, your big ass shoes on Life magazine. But yeah, so they would they would send him like we already talked about. They sent him there multiple times just to see if something was different. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I think we talked oh, about after the, the Ford, assassination. The Ford theater they sent him multiple yeah. times. Yeah, but that shit got to be traumatizing. Seeing a man get killed five or six times over and over. Like, I'm I'm done watching this guy get fucking. Like I don't even feel nothing anymore. I felt sad the first time. I don't even feel nothing. Right. I've seen it five times. Caught a grip out here. You know? <laughs> Getting sick. Real peso says, uh, why let Jesus stay dead then? I mean, well, you got to think about it. Like, if you don't kill Jesus, like, where would where would, it, would any of this exist? Like, the whole time shit could be all completely different. It might be a different religion out here. It yeah. might be some... It might be... It's like letting uh, JFK not be assassinated. Like, who knows where we would be right now? America probably believe in, like... Aztec guards or some shit. Since, right. we, since we're on that side of the world of like South America and stuff, we probably believe in something, what yeah. they believe in down there. Yeah, so I I don't believe in going back trying to save somebody. Because no. whatever happened, it happened. And that's the reason why like we're all here today. Because all those things have to happen perfectly for us to even be here, if you think about it. I always, like now I think about it, I wonder like how many times they sent somebody back to make a change, fucked up the timeline, and like, you know what? We need to go back again to stop the person that we sent back. We need to kill them before they make the change that we sent them back to change in the first place. They're still fighting till this day. And it's still going on. Because it will be like a loop if you think. Time travel is tricky because it can like create like loop, weird as like time loops and shit like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we died. Like like I said earlier, like probably about a hundred or a thousand sometimes we've been wiped out. And probably. They're like, oh shit, we got to go back, create a new timeline. Yeah, like oh. let's say like 
like another timeline. They went through World War Three. Yes, but we're cool. We're chilling with coronavirus. Yeah, yeah it was like just yeah. Because um, we got the cool time traveler that's hey, let's just give him coronavirus. Like that World War Three. That's a little tough. Yeah, we we can prevent that, but let's stop. Like coronavirus, we can't really. Yeah, so you can't go back and save everybody. It's just like yeah. the nine eleven. Like if you prevented that from happening because that was a big event yeah. maybe it would have trickled down to something to where we would regret like it's like what was it, like almost three thousand people lost their lives that day what if they stopped it and it eventually becomes a thing where millions of people while i'm dying sometime down the road it's like the um <clears throat> it's like the uh the theory of like a train going out of tracks and it's like there's like a there's eventually gonna be like a fork in it on once on one railing it's gonna be some kid tied down to the tracks and on the other railing the train's gonna go off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna choose like the one life of one or the lives of many. So hey, sorry right. kid, we're gonna run this train over you to save the hundreds of thousands of people on this train versus your one life. So mm-hmm. I feel like those are the kind of choices they have to make when when making making the tough choices that most people don't want to be in a position to make, you know what I'm saying? Right, because he was also saying like even like if we are able to go back and prevent something from happening, like let's say you have a friend and then you save his life. From, you know, like being in a car accident because mm-hmm. you told him to go get you bagels, right? And I like, and then he, he gets bagels, but he dies. And you're like, fuck, I, you know, you feel regret. Yeah. So if you, were, if you were to travel back and you actually told him, say, hey, don't, don't get those bagels, and he's alive, mm. when you come back to your timeline, uh, like just the that dude one is still thing. dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, all you did was just trade a new timeline, though. That- yeah, you, you come back to your shit. Like yeah. you don't change like your shit. Your shit happened already. Your shit already happened. You ain't, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said before, like trunks of Dragon Ball Z. Like, hey, I gotta go save Goku from dying from this virus and help him stop these androids. Okay, guys, I made it. Like we all survive. I'm going back home. Oh shit, it's still the same. Like the, everybody's still dead. Everybody's still dead. And trunks was like, I just created just a different timeline. I saved them, but created something different. But yeah, I can't save what already happened. So the gods, they look at trunks. They're like, man, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, <laughs> He really fucking up all these. He, he created a new planet pretty yeah. much because he, he created like a whole new timeline and then it ended yes. up making another planet. Some Which is dope because then you start hearing about Dragon Ball Super in the multiverse. I'm like, fucking Trunks, man. He, Trunks. He was on that shit way before this shit started. Bulma didn't teach him. Nah. She didn't teach him about the theory of time travel. Nah, she fucked up. She didn't read the Andrew Bissakio book. Nah, she, she just did it and <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, that's wild, man. Okay, so I got stories of him, like, not just time traveling on Earth or teleporting on Earth. This guy is teleporting to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Out of all places. <clears throat> Mars. Go for it, Andrew. Teleportation has been used since at least around 1980 to place human personnel on Mars. Why do I know that? Why? I know that because I participated in later activities in which that's that fair. is what we were doing. Wait, that's all we got? What is it? <laughs> Thought I had more. All right. Let me play another one. Courtney Hunt was speaking to me through the telecom and saying, are you ready? And so- okay, this is the part where he's his, his not a kid no more. He's actually like an adult, maybe like 20 years old. Okay. Right? So um, he went, like Courtney Hunt, the guy that's behind the project, he said, hey, dude, you want to go to Mars? He's like, no, why do I want to go there? But then he ended up convincing him to take the trip to Mars. The reason why they want him, because his like experience, he, he, is, he has experience with teleportation, yeah. time travel as he was a kid. So they wanted him on this, this, this project mission you want the best to go to the Mars. Best. So they're like, hey, man, you want to go? It's like, okay, fine, sure. Then they convinced him. But then Now, this is the story where he's about to go to Mars. Like He's in the jump room right now. Mm-hmm. And he, Courtney Hunt was speaking to me through the telecom and saying, are you ready and so forth. And I finally grew impatient because I wanted to go to Mars. I don't like waiting for things. 
And I, I, I borrowed a line, I believe, that was from Alan Shepard during the, the space program, which was, light this candle. Maybe it was John Glenn. But I, 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 I cribbed some, some wording from one of the American astronauts, and I said rather impatiently, light this candle. I was really growing exasperated. I couldn't tell that much was happening. All that was happening was that panels of light on the top and bottom of the elevator started blinking. And then about 10 minutes into the 20-minute journey to Mars, the entire form of this box-like elevator began to morph and, and crumple and reposition itself into a cylinder. And then about 10 minutes later, as Courtney had described, the door opened, and I walked out into what looked like, if you can imagine sort of the basement of a modern sports arena, the infrastructure of that built into an existing ca underground cavern of an ancient civilization. That's cool, right? Yeah. So they built like this this jump room in an ancient fucking cave on Mars. Mm. He said that's how it looked like and shit. So that's pretty wild. But there, there's still more. There was sort of a big cave in which I could see these modern tension struts, a sort of infrastructure that had been placed inside, and the jump room itself had been placed inside this ancient cavern. I walked through what was clearly the irregular eye sockets of some kind of skull on the surface. I could, I turned around. I could see it was a skull. I could see the rust-red terrain of Mars. I could see that Mars has a pale blue sky. I could see that, or sense rather, that, that Mars smelt of gunpowder, which must have been some sulfur uh, content, at least at that location. What is the temperature on Mars? Uh, what do they keep on Mars? It's about 70 degrees. Now, the conventional scientific literature about Mars states either that Mars is prohibitively cold, or that Mars has temperate regions that would be survivable by humans. Pretty wild, right? Got that perfect weather, man. Yeah. Yeah, damn. So, I mean, when he said sulfur, it's almost like I can smell Mars, too. Like, I would imagine Mars smelling like that. It ain't going to smell good. It's going to stink. I think, it's, I think sulfur smells like, like like raw eggs or some shit like that. Or bad eggs. It don't smell good. Yeah. And, like, more of, like, the story that I didn't have was there was people already there on Mars. <clears throat> Like he saw, like, yeah, before he even got there, and there was three of them, and they ran, they ran towards him, you know, like because they were happy, like hey, a new guy. But they were actually people like from Earth. They were like they weren't like aliens. They were people from Earth because they spoke English and everything, and they talked to him. And then you know they're there to fucking in, inhabit Mars. That's how you say inhabit, mm -hmm. inhabited, mm, inhabit. Yeah, so they were there. I'm pretty sure those are the Latin people, mm -hmm. and they they put them there on Mars to start the fucking the show. one the ones that survived. Yeah, they they survive. They're all living there. They fucking Shit. they have they have like the one picture where they say uh, they said it was like Bigfoot on Mars. Mm. That was one of them, but they were like in a dress. It oh, was, was, where well, it looks like like what they've got Bigfoot on there? It's like no, <laughs> that was one of the land people, and they they had a, a dress on and shit. Damn, they've been up there for a long time. Yeah, they they, they have kids. They have settlements and shit up there. Like uh, that's why I think like the shit with Elon now, mm. like he's sending like a whole bunch of these care packages to Mars. Like, those are care feed, packages to, to, to help them. them. Yeah, they're sending them, like, 3D printers so they can really build shit out there. That's crazy because, you know, the Mars Project, right? A long time ago, they, they named it, like, Elon before yeah. Elon was even born. So could Elon be, like, a... Time traveler, too? <laughs> like, not just a time traveler, but, like, somebody that they... Um, what's the word? They groomed him for, like, his journey to be the guy that's... That's gonna uh, like put to Mars on the map, like mm. to say, "Oh yeah, we're we're really sending shit to Mars." But they're already building like 
sediments and colonies on Mars, but now they need like like a normal, legit story where they're sending rockets and having yeah. Elon do that. But Elon don't really know like, oh, there's people already there. He's sending like pretty much all this equipment out there. And a car. <laughs> like, yeah, because, I mean, NASA is a government company, and now yeah. SpaceX teamed up with NASA. So NASA yeah. was telling Elon, like, yeah, 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 we got to send like toasters up there and microwaves or what, you know, what, yeah. I mean, whatever, I'm just saying. But It's, it's all government-funded shit, so... Sending Dogecoins up there, and now they got like a Tesla up there. Yeah, what if? Oh, what if they get it started here? They're gonna carry it over to Mars like yeah. the, as a currency. Like, hey, this money shit, this paper shit, this de- with debit cards, we won't leave that on Earth. We are gonna do cryptocurrency on Mars, but we send it up here. Right. We, we build a foundation here, send it up for them. Doge is the bread. That's it. It's gonna be Mars bread. That's so cool, man. Mars, little little Mars do, coins. Little do Elon know, like he's a he's, he's a, a part of something big that's been happening for over forty years now. Gonna feed some some Latin people that's been chilling up there for a long time. They probably run out of supplies and shit. Cause, yo, we we hungry. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, how much stuff can you really send like through like uh, through time? Yeah, no, not, like through a teleportation. Like, could you really send like a lot of? Big I mean, sorry, objects? through time. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about like yeah, teleportation from back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, only so much. Probably just enough to be like, hey, this is about to hold you up for guys a couple of decades. By the time we're gonna get this guy who's gonna become something one day. When gonna, Elon is born, when Elon is born, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna groom him to send side drop. Like by the time you guys' the supplies are running out, he's gonna be dropping off like Tesla cars. We'll get the money. We we'll get the crypto shit going on, getting started over here. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna fund the Mars project yeah. even more. You guys are good. You Latin people are safe hands. I promise you. Maybe like the government do want to tell us, but they're like, man, how are they gonna take this? That we've been hiding all this shit. You know the crazy things too. Once Mars is finally established, they're not gonna. They're never gonna bring up the fact that they were sending. Yeah. Poor, poor Latin people that or maybe, started this yeah, shit. Yeah, maybe half the government's like, hey, man, just tell them, man. Go go ahead. Just just tell these guys, man, so we could run this shit. They ain't ready. We ain't. No, man, just let Elon do that shit first. Let them get all the equipment up there. Then then we're going to say, hey, guys, guess what? We've been doing this. Or be messed up and like, surprise. hey, guys, Elon set us up on Mars, but you'll never get the Latin people credit for it. Yeah, what about the kids, man? Nah, they, they ain't never going to like that. They're having sex. Uh, fucking breeding. They got to, man. We're going to survive. Real Peso says, uh, aliens as in illegal or illegal not born, but aliens as from another planet. When uh, Aliens as in illegal or... Li- I guess they are aliens. <laughs> they are on another planet. I mean, yeah, they are on another planet. Yeah, yeah. so... Because we would be aliens on, on Mars, too, technically. Yep. Yep. Man. Putting all the pieces together in my brain, like, yo, they... Yeah, there's so much more information. They, they've been building this shit up forever. It's like the more I listen to a story, the more I'm like, damn, how can you fabricate all this shit? And for what reason? Because like Real Peso, he's saying he was looking up like his, his, his net income, but they don't really show it. Because he's a normal dude. He has a normal lawyer job, and I mean, he, he doesn't make his money doing these tours. You know, I mean, I mean, he ran for president twice, but I don't see how that would... Yeah, that's another thing. That would bomb your fucking... Ca- well, yeah. like it did. It bombed his campaign. It didn't really contribute anything to it, but... I think he ran twice, like in 2008, I think in 2016. So I'm a town trial. Nope. Sorry, crazy guy. He can't be our president. And I think in 2020, he ran... He's, I think he might have ran again in 2022. Uh, 2020 as well, so... I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool-ass dude. Smart guy, man. Like, his brain, like... He can, like, explain... Like, if you give him, like, any question, oh, why this, why that, he explains with so much detail, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now, why they did that. 
you know, like the 9-11. They're like, because a caller called and said, hey, I don't really believe you. Why like, didn't they stop it? Why? Because, I mean, if they had that technology, why didn't they stop 9-11? This guy's like, look, relax. It's not that simple. Yeah, so like, it could be two possibilities. One, they can't stop it because it would create a ripple effect. That would be much worse than 9-11. Or two, they did go back and stop 9-11 from ever happening. But that don't mean it's going to change our timeline. That just, it already happened with us. It just, right. just created something else. Or they made it happen. That's what I say. We need you guys to go to 2001 and crash these planes. Because we, we, we got a plan up our sleeves. Like we, we need you guys to do this. And then... We're going to initiate our plan. Because, like, once we can get this up and going, the Pentagon will be able to start financing us to get our project going even more. Like, you don't never know. It's just right. crazy. Because there's effect. always a reason for something bigger. Because, mm-hmm. like, after 9-11, America started becoming really big about, hey, you know, we got to build up America's defenses, defend ourselves from the rest of the world. And yeah. maybe time travel might be one of the things they need to. Real Peso says, it was an inside job, false flag operation. It's like, delete my comment before the feds see it. <laughs> it's too late. Whatever you late. said and did in this world, it can be viewed back with yeah. a chrono vision, chrono visor. They'll see it. Yep. They'll be like, hey, what were you doing at fucking, what time is it? 7.44 on a Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday? What were you doing? It's like, oh, you. You was, you was talking wild shit about the feds. Swat. did it? Swat. <laughs> Peso says, late. hold on to someone knocking at my door. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Yo, man, that's crazy, man. I did not know. Since some of the stuff I've heard before, I didn't know this dude was like, this dude was chilling on. Like, I, I didn't know this dude was chilling in the cut on a lot of shit I was hearing about. Yeah, that's wild. Like, shit, the, he like he was like seemed like he was like the main character of the story. Shit. Yeah, I think like he might be he the main too. one. That's why he's not assassinated yet. Because yeah. he dropped bombs. He he. Drop so many people's names to where they're like, uh-uh, you better get my name out your mouth. Like, dude, you're a part of the program. You're a part of, like, remote viewing program, mm-hmm. but you won't admit that you're a part of the time traveling program. Hey, man, they've been conditioned. Like, hey, keep your mouth shut. If your kid goes to do me nice. If your kid, if your kid follows the rules after he's pulled out the program for aging out of it, yeah. he may be president one day. If we let him. Mm-hmm. We, we, like, that's if he plays it cool. Yeah, because speaking Boom. of like presidents, he did went to go tell Obama, like, hey, Obama, remember that time you went to Mars? Obama's like, security. Uh, uh, <laughs> shut your damn mouth, Andrew. Security. Get his ass out of here. Get him, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Good luck to this dude. I don't know his. Fuck. I don't know. They're not gonna. They're clearly not gonna knock him off, though. He's not going anywhere. He's no, just, he's like here to stay. Uh, it's gonna be the one that has to tell the origin story of the time travel. Yeah, they're not gonna do him like. They're like, no, he's supposed to be. He's writing the narrative right now. He can't kill him off. Like he's a part of this whole story. If you kill him off, it sends it sets a different yeah. shit up. No, he had, like imagine if you kill him, it's like a kill switch that his dad made. Yeah. Oh. It's like, hey, take him out. <laughs> if you guys touch my son, all all this is gonna happen because they have like. Like crazy shit in place, right? Mm. Like everybody who's cool with his father, because it's CIA too. Mm. So his father have like maybe like ten other people, you know, that's still alive and watching over his son. Mm. So the minute that his son died or mm. some freak accident, that's when everything trickles down. Hey, we gonna expose all of you. It's not just expose them; they're gonna sabotage all that shit, and it's just gonna be a shit fuck like, fest. Like all your all, all that precious technology of time travel you got gone, like gone. You, you ain't gonna have shit. <laughs> Like, they have, like, when they're talking about the chronovisor, right, they had, like, this little crystal. It's, uh, it's called, like, the ba- Bamuth crystal. Mm-hmm. 
um, <clears throat> where it has like a it's like special shit to it. Do we, even the physicists know like if you use this crystal a certain way, like with electricity, yeah. it it sets off some type of weird like frequency energy. Where only like scientists would know about that shit. I think it's like radiant energy, you think? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, what it's yeah. called? Yeah, and they're talking about it. And um, when he spoke about that crystal, like a physicist, he was listening to Coast to Coast. He heard him say that. And then the guy was like, holy shit, this guy is talking about some real shit that nobody would know about. Yeah. Like not a normal lawyer guy would know about. Mm-hmm. So he was like, this guy is the real deal. You know, he called him, he talked to him about that shit, and he explained all that crap. He's like, yeah, like he believed him 100%. A, a scientist. He's like, physicist, who, who, smart who else, who else would. Plain ass people ain't gonna know about this. How would he know? Right. Cause oh, here's here's one of the new things that um he was saying like with the technology that they you know discover with the the time travel shit. Mm. Cause this guy Andrew, he's he's trying to make like a difference, like to use the technology to you know help people. So right now, or maybe he's already doing it, but they're working on like a quantum like um healing project to where they can heal people through like quantum energy fields okay so here's the here's like the idea behind it like they would if you had a bad heart right mm-hmm. they would send your heart to a time period where your heart was your good. heart was healthy i've seen and then they that's how you get your organs back all fresh and clean like a like a clean fresh start i've or, heard i've seen something similar like this before where is where um i can't remember what the fuck it was but it's like somebody was able to create a, a like a quantum bubble. Say like you got fucking shot in the arm, right? Your arm's barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. It would like create like a quantum bubble around your arm, and it would just basically rewind the time back before your arm got oh yeah fucking yeah. blown off. That's like, the idea. Boom. Okay, you're good to go. Like that's exactly the healing idea. with time. Yeah, it's pretty dope though. Yeah, he named it like something like Pegasus medicine. Okay, <laughs> some shit like that. It's Pegasus something. Pegasus is trying to pay homage to like his fucking crew. Yeah, but yeah, like. Damn, that's crazy, right? Imagine like your lungs are all fucked up. It's like, hey, let's put that it's lung. That let's put back. that lung in a little like yeah. Turn the time back on that that in a specific area. Like yeah. not as like throw the hold. It's like let's contain it to one spot. Turn right. it back. Focus it on your heart. Boom, boom. You have a good heart. But then it'd be like, you know what? Fuck a heart. Let's do the whole body. <laughs> then forever. Put young. it on his dick. Don't give you a baby dick. Go like go. It's like hey. <laughs> Not that one, but uh, here's like uh, they did they did the experiment because um, like this dude Andrew right, he has like heart complications and shit, mm-hmm. and he he noticed that like with the other uh, the other people that time travel because he he found six of them they all had like like health conditions yeah Batman and he was trying to fucking you know fix this shit so like when he developed this this uh this device where it can send your heart back in time and your heart will be healthy. Mm. Like, they did it on his heart, right? Like, he could, he said he felt like the heart, like, unsticking itself and shit. Like, oh, he felt all like that sticky nasty, the gook. He's like, holy shit. And he, his heart is good now. He's his not, his not sick like that. Because I'm ready to run a marathon now, baby. Let's do it. So now they're trying to, like, get that technology out there, but do it, like, the right way. Because I yeah. heard this in 2018, so who knows what they're up to now. But if you see any any shit in the medical field where it has the name Pegasus something, just know that that keep, boy, keep, keep it our, on, our boy Andrew, he out there, <laughs> he out there doing like his good deed. They gotta get it right though, because they can't let it go forward in time. And your heart turns like right. Like but, you you like you you like in your thirties, but have the heart of a ninety year old. You be like, oh, we kind of fucked up, guys. My bad. <laughs> Real Peso says uh side effects. From town travel are as follows. Heart condition, hair loss, leg loss, <laughs> yeah, everything. They're all fucked up, man. Disillusioned, making up stories. And your balls get extra bigger. 
Okay. But Get yeah, shit. he's still live. He's, he's not yeah, dead. Yeah, he's still kicking. He, you can go PegasusSomething.net. He's not as old as you think he would be. He got to be within his 50s or 60s. He's not like some super duper, like 90-year-old or something like that. He still got some time left, you know? Yeah. If they don't get him, if they just let this man live. Like he, I think he wrote a book. I don't know if it's published or not. I have yeah, to I find it because so. he says he has all the fucking details. Yeah, and you already know, like, this guy's not getting rich off that shit. No I way. I think he does have a book out because I think I saw. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's other people they wrote about his story. That's what I'm thinking of. It wasn't, like, specifically him. It might have been. They stole his story. story. Yeah. They stole his story, wrote it in a book, and say, hey, I'm going to steal your story. He's probably cool about it. He's like, no, he don't care. He's like, I want everybody like, to know. Like, I'm a lawyer, man. That's yeah, he how got I, the lawyer money. He's like, I don't make my money make myself look stupid. He's like, oh, you think this is my only income? Yeah, yeah. this is the real deal. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's all I got. You got anything? This is good, man. This is probably going to go down as one of my favorite episodes. Shout out to you, yeah, man. You did real shit on this one. Th- thank you, man. Shout out to Billy Waters, everybody. He killed it on this I, one. This I was awesome. scrambling to like find all these clips because mm. I... After I listened to all the episodes, I was like, damn, I have to go get all the good parts. Yeah. You grabbed good shit, too, man. Excellent editing. I loved it. Took like 56 hours or so. Yeah, he's good. I was at work working, at home working. I was like, damn. Appreciate you, man. I was like, damn, this is where when I need a producer to do this. This is is where we need to hire somebody. We need a producer to do all this. And I just sit back and just listen. All right, guys. That was fun. I think this is going to be one of the the top best Conspiracies that I think is true. I yes. believe this one. This is one of my favorites. Even if it's fake, I'm loving it. This shit was good. Thank you, Tenendo. Oh yeah, thanks guys. Thank you guys for like chilling with us this whole time. Oh yeah. Next Tuesday, let's get it. We're I'll back at it next Tuesday, guys. I'll Thank you guys. Topic. Also, if you guys made it this far, give us five stars, subscribe, leave us comment, please. And yeah, yeah, we see you guys next week. Love you guys. Peace out. Adios.